Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. The theme of today's service is Solid Roots. And this is a word to strengthen us in these times and to prepare us for the month of March. 1 Peter chapter 1 from verse 24 says that all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flowers of the field. It says the grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of God abides forever. Type in the comments, say the word of God abides forever. Tell your neighbor, say the word of God abides forever. And the Bible says this is the word that was proclaimed to you. You know, when we hear of Jacob and all his mother did to make sure that he received blessing and received the promise, you would have assumed that when you saw Jacob's life, everything would have been awesome back to back to back. You would have assumed that when you see Jacob, any, once he just says he likes a girl, he has married the girl that day. You would have assumed that once you see Jacob, once he digs a well once, nobody will put sand inside. You would have assumed that he would have easily had his own business. But when we see Jacob in Genesis 29, he had worked seven years plus another seven years to marry the woman of his dreams. Just think about that for a moment. A guy with the blessing. When we see Jacob, his favorite wife was barren. When we see Jacob in Genesis 29, he's still under the stronghold of the man Laban. And as we follow Jacob's story, God blesses him, gives him a child. But that same child of promise is eaten by wild animals. And so someone might look at Jacob's life and say, this is not what prophecy said now. In fact, church is calm. In fact, the word of the Lord is calm. In fact, what are we really doing? This is not what was prophesied about him. But the Bible says that the word of the Lord abides forever. So even when things look like they may not go according to the word, the Bible is sure that the word of God abides forever. And that's something I want you to learn. The word of God abides forever. If you are going to be deeply rooted in your life in this month, concerning your family, concerning your nation, concerning all that God has told you, you must remember that the word of God abides forever. Jesus is speaking in Mark chapter 4 from verse 16. He gives a parable in the earlier verses. And in 16 he says, Others like seeds sown on rocky places hear the word of the Lord and at once receive it with joy. They hear the word of the Lord and at once receive it with joy. And if you live in Nigeria, there are some prophecies you've heard in the past few months. And you're jumping and you're excited. They receive it with joy. That's the right thing to do. But the Bible says that since they have no roots, they last only a short time. It doesn't mean that the word of God abides for only a short time. It means that they and their convictions in the word abide only for a short time. It says when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And that's what the devil is after. He's after your faith in the word. He's after your faith in the word. So trouble and persecution are simply a strategy. That the devil uses to distract you from the word of God. 
They are simply a strategy. This is something you must learn if you will succeed in life. That trouble and persecution, they can't do anything to the world, but they can do something to your understanding, to your faith, to your belief, to your perception in the world. They are simply distractions. If what you believe did not matter so much, why is the devil trying to lie to you? Job's wife comes to meet him and says, curse God and die. If, if it doesn't matter what I think about God, why are you trying to convince me to curse God? If the prophecy doesn't matter, why is the devil trying so hard to make you change your mind about it? If your prayers don't matter, why is the devil trying so hard to make you think that those prayers should not be prayed anymore. If what God has said does not matter, why is the devil trying so hard to shake your convictions? And so that's something you must learn. There are five key things I'm going to mention from the story of Jacob and among other stories that I'm preaching on today. And the first thing, I've mentioned it already, is that the word of God never fails. The word of God never fails. God is always good regardless. God is always good regardless. His word never fails. It may not come to pass at the exact time you thought it would come to pass. It may not come to pass in the exact way you, it, you thought it would come to pass. But in this solid year and in this month of building solid roots, make sure that you are rooted in the word. The word of God is not dependent on circumstances to come to pass. His word never fails. You know, I think about the story of J Joseph. And I think of all the, all the tragedies that he had. You know, the story of Joseph is one of my children's favorite stories. So we watch it all the time. And sometimes I'm watching, I'm like, oh my God, this guy has been through a lot. In fact, you know, when they're teaching us the story of Joseph, they are very quick to tell us he forgave his brothers. But he showed them small pepe. He set them up a little bit. He went through a lot before he forgave them. Because when they came, they were like, ah, Joseph, we have been through a lot. Joseph's like, no, me, I'm coming from a lot. So I'm going to take you through a lot more. But the thing we need to understand is of all the tragedies in the life of Joseph, the greatest tragedy would have been if he had said, ah, I'm no longer interested in interpreting dreams. He said, ah, okay, all the dreaming I've been dreaming since I was small. Where did it take me? Now I'm in jail. All the dreaming I was dreaming, I thought it would, at least I was in Potiphar's house. I was managing small, small. Now I find myself in jail, accused of the most grievous crime. Imagine if the king's servants in prison came to meet him to interpret their dreams. And he said, please, get, get out. Get, get out of here. I don't want to interpret anybody's dream again. You see, we have to understand that we don't build our faith in the occurrences. We build our faith in the word of God. And it's the word of God that shapes our occurrences. And for many of you, maybe you are just in that moment Joseph was in in that prison. And you've given up. You've given up because you thought the word of God was not working. But you see, sometimes when you plant a seed, you might not know when it's growing. You might not know what's going on. But you will come back two years' time and you say, ah, it's grown very fast. Except for those time-lapse videos. How many of you have seen a tree growing live? You just wake up one day and it's tall. You know, when you were younger... And you see some of your, your aunties and your uncles, they say, yeah, you have grown so tall. Oh, wow, I can't believe. In your mind, you're like, wouldn't I grow before? But now that you're an adult, you see some people, you carry them when they were small, and now they, do, they are doing NYSE. What it means is that even when it doesn't look like the word is working, the word of God is working. Tell your neighbor, say, cheer up. The word of God works. Praise the name of Jesus. So that's the number one thing. The word of God never fails. God is always good. God is always kind. God is always powerful. God is always... Second thing I'm going to mention is that God always answers prayers. 
even when they might not be like what we will expect. You see, when Moses is out of his, put himself in exile out of Egypt, he's an answer to the prayer of Israelites in Egypt. In fact, the prayer they had been praying, God had answered it when Moses was born, but they didn't know. So later, when God comes to meet Moses in the burning bush experience and he tells him, he says, see, I've heard the cry of my people Israel. He's not even announcing to the Israelites that he has heard their cry. But he's working something behind the scenes. And so we must understand that God always answers prayers. God always answers prayers. The biggest mistake you will make is to stop praying for yourself. The biggest mistake you will make is to stop praying for your nation. The biggest mistake you will make is to stop praying for your family. God always answers prayers. The third thing I'm going to mention before we pray some more this evening is that you should discern in love and by the Spirit. Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that henceforth we know no man after the flesh. And I'm going to touch on it. I know many of us, even though this is a global service, many of us live in Nigeria and many of us feel so horrible that you have friends who don't believe in your same political party. Some of you have unfriended and defriended. Why would they be supporting XYZ party? But you see your brother in Christ cannot be your enemy because they're in a different political party. If your brother in Christ misbehaves, you can correct them and say, I don't, like what you, I don't like what you stand for. But you need to understand something. The man Joseph of Arimathea did not show up when Jesus was being crucified. He didn't show up to help Jesus carry the cross. When Jesus was saying, build your son to Mary, Joseph of Arimathea was not there. But he had an assignment after Jesus had died. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8 from verse 2 that there were some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, whose heavenly mother had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's household manager. So everybody knew that she was the wife of Herod's household manager, but they did not ostracize her from the church because her husband worked for Herod. Can you hear me? They didn't ostracize her from the church because her husband worked for Herod. So we must understand that sometimes God places people in strategic positions. And you may not even get it. Like, why are they in this party? What are they doing? What, what, what? This person is supposed to be a believer. See, let God deal with you the way he wants to deal with you. And allow him to deal with your brother or your sister the way he wants to deal with them. I won't overflow that too much. But don't discern in the flesh. In this season, in this month, descend by the Spirit. You see, Moses thought all he needed was passion. And he carried that passion and he killed an Egyptian. All because of what? Passion. It was misplaced. See, descend what God will have you do. I'm going to say it again. In this season, descend what God will have you do. Maybe he will have you go and stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Maybe he will have you support Moses just like he did, just like he did, just like Aaron did. But in this season, discern what God will have you do. As a person, what will God have me do in this time? Don't just be carried away by the bandwagon. It's possible that what everybody is doing might be what God will have you do. It's also possible that what everybody is doing might not be what God will have you do. So you discern. That's the reason why you have the Holy Ghost. You can discern. Praise the name of the Lord. And number four, thing I want to say is that the man in Christ is never defeated. I think the reason why people easily smell defeat is because 
they see the world or they see the things going on in this life the same way they see sports. You know, in sports, once it's, if, if it's soccer or if it's football, once it's 90 minutes, time is up. Sometimes there might be extra time. But at a particular time, the referee will blow the whistle. But you see, in life, it's God himself that blows the whistle. So what you consider the end might just be the beginning. They thought it was the end for Lazarus. But it was just the beginning. They thought it was the end for Jesus. But it was just the beginning. Imagine if you met Jacob. And at the time you met him, the person introducing you will say, Oh, Michelle, this guy, his son died. He was eaten by wild animals. And you're like, ah, so sad in this old age. How can, how can? You are feeling bad for him. Then years later, you meet the same Jacob. And they introduce you to him as the father of Egypt's prime minister. So we must understand that God works with his own time, with his own seasons. And sometimes the time we expect God to work might align with the time that he wants to work. Some other times it might not. But what's important to know is that the man in Christ is never defeated. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in him. And make it manifest the servant of his knowledge by us in every place. Not in some places. In every place. The man in Christ is never defeated. And so sometimes it might look like it's the end. But who determines what the end is? God does and he's on our side. We are on his side. Praise the name of Jesus. So have no fear, the man in Christ is never defeated. And the final point I want to make today is to remember your true hope. You see, there are some people whom hope makes complacent. They don't care about the things going on around them because they have a hope in heaven. But you see those Hebrew boys, they could have just said, if he wants to kill us, if he doesn't want to kill us, but they stand before the king and they say, Oh king, we are not careful to answer you on this matter. If our God whom we serve chooses to deliver us, he can deliver us. But if he does not, even then we will not bow. And so we must remember what our hope is. We must remember what our hope is. If Abraham and Isaac and Jacob did not give up, why should you? The promise that they were promised is the promise in Jesus that none of them saw with their physical eyes, but they didn't give up. They hoped against hope. And so the fact that we have an eternal hope in Christ, if we can trust God with our eternal future, we can trust him with our nation. If we can trust God with our eternal future, we can trust him with our family. If we can trust God with our eternal future, we can trust God in this month of March with our daily lives. And so in this month, I want to encourage you to remember your true hope. There are things I'm trusting God for, but my hope is not in those things. There are things I'm believing God for, but my hope is not in those things. In the midst of it all, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me. How do I know that Christ loved me? He gave himself for me. Now that's assurance. Now that's hope. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to continue praying this evening. And I want us to read Matthew chapter 7 from verse 7. These are the words of Jesus. And unlike some people you might know, Jesus does not lie. Matthew 7 from verse 7, he says, ask and it will be given unto you. Don't stop asking. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Jesus says, for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened unto them. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to encourage you to keep 
praying today. Say, I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep seeking. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. In this month of March, I will not be discouraged. I put my hope in you, Jesus. I'm stronger than ever before. I'm more fervent than ever before. If your faith did not matter, the devil won't try so hard to stop you from believing. Lord, I believe every word of prophecy you have said over me in the solid year, over my family in the solid year, over my nation in the solid year. I'm encouraged, I'm encouraged, I'm encouraged. Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so today, I wipe my tears. I rise on my feet and I encourage myself in the Lord who never fails. The grass might dry up and the flowers might fade and men might misbehave, but the word of God abides forever. And that's the word of God I know. So I rest in it. The word says I should ask. The word says I should seek. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.